Welcome to the Financial Jungle. This is Sher Khan Podcast. Thank you so much, uh, and thank you everyone for joining this phone call. So this is uh, the fifth phone call actually we've kept this month uh, for our clients, and uh, we keep uh, inviting as many of our clients as possible to come and attend these calls because you are able to get a almost a weekly update on what's happening in the market. And uh, as always, we have an industry expert with us. uh to tell us his view on the market and uh, what is the uh, where does he see the market going obviously these are extraordinary times and uh, we need all the help we can get so uh, with me is mr ramdeo agarwal he is the chairman of motila loswal financial services limited he is also chairman of the motila loswal asset management company limited which is one of the fastest uh, growing amcs in india uh, he has created the quality growth longevity and favorable price investment process and uh, you may also be familiar with the buy right sit tight investing philosophy uh, he is the driving force behind mofsl group's highly awarded research mr agarwal is an associate of the indian institute of chartered accountants and he is also a member of the uh, national committee on capital markets uh, he was also featured in the visits of the lal street on cnbc tvat Mr. Agarwal has been awarded the Rashtriya Samman Patrak by CBDT for a consistent track record of highest integrity in tax payments for a period of five years. So, uh, with that long and glorious uh, past and introduction, let me please welcome Mr. Ramdeo Agarwal on the call. Mr. Agarwal, yeah. Hi, sir. How are you okay. doing? Yeah, very good. Uh, sir, so if uh, if we can start the call off by uh, just getting a brief uh, view, your view currently on the market. Uh, maybe then we can uh, follow that up with a few questions uh, from my side. So, if you can start off with the, what is your current view on the market? Yeah. Okay. Good evening, friends. Uh, it's pleasure to be talking to all of you. And. Uh, hmm. These are clearly extraordinary times. Why extraordinary? Because uh, we don't understand. Uh, at least I find it very tough to. I'm a clear thinking guy. I mean, in the stock market, I think your thinking has to be very clear because uh, it's a very dynamic place, and uh, prices are moving by the minute. So there's one place where uh, where clear thinking is extremely important. And clear thinking has to be about the prospects of a company and uh, uh, how to assess the value of the company and how, in that context, how to look at the price of the stock. So, uh, as it is said, the market is uh, supposed to be uh, your slave, not your master. But in real life, uh, actually, market rules it in the sense that really, uh, market set the sentiment. Uh, in the mind of the people, and as the market gets depressed, a uh, market goes down, a market goes up. Uh, the mood keeps changing, and our mood keeps changing, and that is what we have to win over. In the sense that your uh, your feeling about uh, your portfolio and your uh, company must not change with the changing mood of the market. Market can be very uh, greedy. Market can be very fearful, but uh, uh, but intrinsic value of the company. Doesn't change so much. 
so uh, that's where the uh, you know clarity of thinking is required and right now the way environment is it is very tough to uh, human mind uh, uh, likes to have uh, less and less of uncertainty at least on the face of it and more and more of clarity and certainty uh, right now uh, there are many uh, many aspects of the uh, uh, economy or businesses both of the businesses which have become uncertain some of the uncertainties are uh, short term uncertainties and some of the uncertainties are uh, i mean there is no answer how long it will be so if you are in a uh, uh, if you are in a you know discretionary business like uh, uh, aviation or uh, hotels or tourism uh, you don't know i mean uh, is it a one year shop two year shop or is it a permanent shop so how do you think about them and hence how do you value them uh then you have so a little less uh, uncertain kind of businesses and then you have a complete essential so fundamentally every uh, this uh, world economy or economic economy is organized around the consumers and consumers uh consumers are not uh, consumers are 24 by 7 absolutely 24 by 7 all over the world and hence their needs and uh, wants and needs are 24 by 7 and uh, the system is uh, i mean we want hospital, we are sick so we are we want hospital so all kinds of uh, pharmaceutical services or uh, hospital services are there now what happens is that uh, 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 the 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 world is not designed for lockdown fundamentally world is not designed for lockdown and that's where all kinds of problems come the covid uh, is a problem but the solution is even crazier because uh the only way to control covid is uh, lockdown now uh when you lockdown the economy the way we have done it is the biggest lockdown in the world everything comes to a standstill and uh, so sort of the impacts are far more long lasting than uh, those three weeks four weeks or six weeks of lockdown one is talking about i hope the the damage can be contained uh, in a very limited kind of uh, uh, amount but uh, i mean that's where the uh, see, we don't know how long this covid is going to be because uh, uh, the covid uh, uh, the problem is the current nature of the solution second how long it is going to continue uh, if it is uh, i mean even if it is alive i'm mean, saying that it is contained uh, the growth rate is contained and say like china is at 80000 and it's not good but 80000 are there so the fear of uh, the covid being there Unless it is completely eliminated, the way it was a few months back. Few months back, there was no COVID in the marketplace. There was no fear of people were absolutely careless in traveling and going out, eating out, going to theaters. So the life was very normal. So when will the life become normal? And hence my my entire consumption pattern becomes normal. That modeling in the mind of the people is very tough because there are two types of need. One is essential, and second is discretionary. Essential, we know. Even if I'm a COVID patient, I still will be consuming. And uh, many cases, uh, COVID patients are not even one percent of the population. Uh, the world population is seven billion, so all the seven billion people are consuming for essential needs. The really, so all the businesses which are designed around essential consumption of the uh, uh, of the consumers, uh, they are much more protected and much more predictable. But then, real value add is in the discretionary. 
and uh, the discretionary businesses uh, whether it is a automobile whether it is aviation company whether it is hotel company tourism company the whole lot of businesses and almost all the businesses have even in this one you honestly they have essential products and there are some very uh, very called discretionary products also so how the consumer will behave towards discretionary products is very different than how they will behave towards their essential products so uh, i think uh, uh, modeling the immediate future is uh, very uh, very very uncertain like 2021 is clearly nobody knows uh, what the models are going to be uh, i only hope that 22 uh, onwards uh, it is all going to be normal and this uncertainty a uh, near term uncertainty market is all about near term market lives by the day market doesn't i mean in the short term it is actually short term and in the long run it is clearly long term so clearly right now uh, markets are going up and down as they uh, in market it is said uh, today's opinion today's price tomorrow's opinion tomorrow's price so today if uh, market feels uh, uh, depressed uh, some new data has come which which believe that things are worsening Uh, then suddenly markets are down, and tomorrow, if you feel that there is a alternative medicine, fine, killer magical medicine, fine in Australia, or vaccine is being found, vaccine vaccine is being treated, so uh, market goes up. So, uh, so right now this uh, this uncertain uncertain phase is on. So, uh, how does one how does one navigate this thing? I don't have any edge. You don't have any edge. So everybody is in the same shoes. But uh, stock markets are uh, different animal in the sense that they are the they are full of uh, companies uh, which are going to take care of everybody's needs, and they are not going to be extinct. Covid will come, covid will go. I am optimistic that at some point of time we will find magical medicine, we will find vaccine, or maybe it will die its natural death, or worse, we will learn to live with uh, covid. Like many other diseases, we will learn to live with this also. So this with this optimism. Uh, what is important is whenever the uh, the the humanity travels through this particular problem, uh, six months, one year, one and a half years later, the companies are going to be fewer. Uh, like the companies today, there are hundred companies. Uh, if there are hundred companies, I think some companies will weaken or actually outright close down. So when the economy comes back, it is it is going to come back on the on the back of the same companies, same banks, same same industries. Same, uh, uh, same aviation company. All, uh, uh, I mean, I don't think in next one or two years the world is going to give birth to any major company uh, in the world. So clearly, uh, the prospect for the existing company is going to be better after the COVID. But how do we, how do we model and how do we value the company in the meantime? And uh, I have, uh, I have seen uh, two, three. Correct, deep corrections in the marketplace. Uh, one was in the nineties. That was Ashwamedha Golden. It was a blind golden where uh, all the crazy stocks were at crazy prices, and then it collapsed, collapsed by fifty six percent. And uh, uh, my personal portfolio suffered almost sixty five percent kind of damage. Then in two thousand one, white is a boom again. It was irrational, and again it collapsed. Again, we suffered fifty sixty percent kind of damage. Then comes the two thousand seven. In 2007, when global financial crisis, on the eve of that, there was a massive global commodity boom. China emerged. China was a kind of discovery of 2003-2008, and uh, and uh, then the uh, again market collapsed, and this time collapse was pretty deep. It was almost 65%. And from there, 
there is 11 years gold in the global equities uh, on the back of uh, low inflation full employment and uh, little death of inflation we had one of the one of the glorious expansion in the world economy and uh, particularly in us led by us and covid has suddenly come and uh, disrupted this so uh, now the issue is uh, when will uh, uh, in in what way this uh, we are going to come out so the way i am looking at this, this is my personal thinking that uh, uh, indian economy is uh, economy of uh, uh, essential because we have 2000 dollars per capita and in that 25% is essential maybe 20 25% of discussion is in the name of marriages or some tourism or those kind of things but uh, basically it's a, a country of essential so yes we are uh, we are sustaining this uh, lockdown but uh, whenever lockdown is lifted in a month time or something like that i think economy can quickly come back if we have uh, progressive policies which we will have in terms of monetary and fiscal front some help from our government in terms of uh, uh, fiscal stimulus and i think we can very quickly come back maybe not in this itself but 21 22 can be we can uh, we can see almost uh, coming to normality in 21 22 even the global stimulus which has happened uh in us and europe and japan all over the world that is going to help us uh, oil prices which were always a problem for last 50 years in india uh which led to all kinds of uh, currency problems and current account problems uh is busted completely i mean so much so that uh it became a, it has become a crisis for the world and now it is trading at about uh, 20 dollars or so so even if it goes to more like 30 35 dollars it is significantly more than 70 dollars and uh, uh because uh, right now world is floating in oil consumption has dropped by 30% worldwide and hence the uh, i mean actually world has never seen so much of oil floating around so clearly the uh, more than the inventory it is a demand itself which is going to take time to recover worldwide and hence oil will remain uh, pretty low for uh, at least 2 years or at least in foreseeable future and that gives a lot of respite to india Uh, in terms of uh, managing their currency and forex balance and uh, probably first time we'll have current account surplus for some time so <clears> the <throat> lot of pluses china is in bad books of everybody and people are so angry in us and europe that they they would like to shift to india as early as possible in some cases so right now there is a lot of uh, anger and frustration that if we play our cards well we'll definitely be on the right side of the uh, all these producers because if anybody can quickly in scale up uh, can do in variety of industries it is only india because uh, the labor force the size of the land size of capital size of entrepreneurship i think uh, alternatively china could be only india at this juncture but it is not as easy as it has to be said but still there will be some tailwind of coming from uh, some companies like uh, pharmaceutical chemicals i mean there it is looking to be very quick uh, adoption for indian uh, manufacturers but it may spread to many other uh, uh, segments so there are lot i mean there are some bright spots also but right now as we are talking we are talking from a lockdown condition so our own mindset is very depressing because uh, uh, in today's time when the auto number some cement number some there will be 90% reduction 100% uh, collapse in the production all so that's very depressing Uh, and uh, when your data is very bad for the very latest month, 
it is very difficult to visualize the booming condition and uh, uh, i'm a three year three months or four months and four so uh, i think uh, hmm, uh, we have done very well in terms of uh, i'm very surprised that uh, real story on the ground is pretty bad and uh, there is a lot of trade cost escalation in uh, banks and many other places and there is a complete loss of business for many companies and they'll take months to come back to normality and yet the markets are very very hopeful on the back of global strength of the market <clears throat> markets are moved even by what's happening in us future or us market and us markets are moved by their own stimulus and the size of the stimulus they have and uh, so my sense is that uh, uh, this problem is uh, uh, it is not a 60 days or 90 days problem it is going to be much longer for us to weather out completely in 2000 it took 18 months in uh, 2008 it has taken at least 13 months even if things have become faster i would think that uh, time wise it is going to take few more months before we can see we can say that uh, yes we are through the storm storm is fully on and uh, and it is always a danger to uh, uh, that the storm can scale up if you don't handle it well and uh, so covid is very much still alive uh, in india and all over the world so i would uh, i would uh, wait for uh, solutions which will cure the world of covid so that the fear from the consumers mind there is no doubt of income let me tell you uh, the interest rates are uh, softer liquidity ample uh, uh, and the saving car ample the issue is that uh, do i have mindset to consume and uh, so that's the main thing consumer behavior in the months to come is what is going to determine the uh, the outcome for the company and uh, hopefully for the uh, stock price also so uh, we have to be very cautious my suggestion uh, to the people has been that uh, you know, the market has fallen but i have not seen intense fear in the mind of the people Except for few counters, in fact, I see more fear in the debt market than equity market. So still, uh, there is a sadness, uh, and uh, people are feeling bad about uh, what has happened to the portfolio. But I have not seen generally uh, intense fear, and uh, and hence we should be very cautious that uh, to be greedy, to be very greedy in the marketplace. But we must move out and put out 10-15 percent of whatever we want to invest now. and as the time goes by either you have a timeline time wise plan or you have a i mean you can only do time wise plan so in next six months i think you must plan to move into the market because these are the rare opportunities it comes once in 5 10 years to, uh, for a market to be uh, 25 30% below what it was a few months back so i think you must use this opportunity and put out money and the guys who are already invested and invested in good companies i think they should still put uh better days will be ahead and the guys who have some bad companies even today the it is worth while uh, shedding the bad companies and buying uh, better companies in the portfolio so with this remark i will close my thing and inshallah ma'am and we'll take some question uh, so mr agarwal thank you for that i love the point that you made that you uh, are waiting for the world to be rid of covid i think all of us share in that sentiment and can't wait in fact uh, uh, that was something that uh, i was thinking uh, over the weekend because this is i probably now with over one month of working from home and staying at home 
the uh, lockdown feeling is really starting to uh, uh, i think impact people everyone uh, because then you start thinking sitting in bombay of going to juhu beach and you know uh, places that you normally take for granted uh, so uh, just uh, to take this conversation a little forward i wanted to ask you a few questions on you know the obvious question which is uh, which are the factors that you would tell uh, investors to look at now and which sectors would you tell them to stay away from so which are the which are your top 3 uh, sectors to invest in now and top 3 sectors to stay away from the portfolio is built uh, portfolio is built with uh, uh, all the sectors uh, which one thinks right seven eight ten sectors are there so it is not that uh, one is i mean you have a balanced portfolio already diversified balanced portfolio in that uh, I um, mean, financials are pretty large. I mean, I was looking at one portfolio today. So, almost forty to forty-five percent is still is kind of financial. So, about twenty-eight, uh, thirty percent is bank, and fifteen percent is insurance. So that makes it forty-five percent kind of thing. So, I think uh, insurance and banking, of course, is suffering right now. Uh, it doesn't look to be hottest sector, but at some point of time, uh, because we are not going to produce any any new banks. So if they, you are among the well-run banks, if any of the large banks, uh, they are available at very low prices. Uh, I think uh, uh, you, you should not uh, you should not be scared of uh, uh, putting some of them in your portfolio. Uh, insurance companies is a must because they are uh, they are very very secular, and as the economy becomes bigger in next five ten years, they become seriously large insurance companies. So on general as well as life, so clearly. On DSSI, you have this kind of opportunity. Then you have, uh, uh, then you have uh, sectors coming from the telecom. Uh, telecom looks to be pretty, uh, you know, essential. And now all the war, telecom war is over. So uh, next five, seven years looks pretty uh, amazing. And now GS side of the Facebook also. So that brings a new angle of value uh, creation. And I'm quite sure that you'll also look at some kind of tie-ups here and there. So clearly, uh, that segment looks to be pretty sizzling and uh, very large and essential kind of thing. Uh, then we have uh, uh, consumer companies. Uh, all sorts of consumer companies are there, and some companies are uh, some companies are still at all-time high kind of situation, and some companies have collected very big. Uh, so I think you can take your pick, whatever you understand. But uh, consumer is the most valuable part of anybody's portfolio. Uh, Uh, the sad part is going to be, you know, the uh, 40, 50, 60 multiple companies. The wonderful companies, they are almost essential kind of thing. You cannot uh, create, recreate another one, and probably even uh, multiples may not fall in the future. It, will, it has not fallen. It may not fall in future also. But if the earnings would remain very muted, because I mean, now here again comes this: uh, what is your view? Also, what kind of recovery economy it has? Will it have a V-shaped recovery or U-shaped recovery or L-shaped recovery? Now, I mean, it is very. I mean, as I said, it is so confusing right now that uh, and government has also not uh, opened their cards in terms of what kind of financial fiscal stimulus they'll have. So, uh, a lot of factors. Even if uh, you know about the stimulus package and all, you cannot design. You cannot visualize the future. In the sense that, uh, what will be the impact of the global stimulus in the world equity markets and businesses? And I mean, also depending on when the COVID gets over, 
so that influence of the global economy on India. And second is Indian bankers, how will they, uh, what they handle this entire thing? So uh, it is very difficult to figure out the growth. And you know, in most of these expensive companies, uh, the current franchise is valued at uh, whatever price. I think there is a lot of premium for the growth and longevity of the company. So one has to be very careful uh, where is the value lying. And uh, uh, so, uh, you know, picking up stocks on the sector, like I said, what looks uh, good. I mean, I'm most stunned by the power of tech, global tech. And uh, of course, we had a services company in Infosys and TPS. But uh, apart from that, uh, one can think of buying in the NASDAQ kind of uh, ETF, those kind of possibilities. So you can get some exposure to uh, global technology companies. This, uh, it is one thing that uh, technology, the, the, the march of technology is unstoppable and they will gain more importance as we go forward. There it looks really um, uh, fantastic opportunity. Then the pharmaceutical sector, I mean one is of course demand, but that may subside once COVID is over. But I think the regulators attitude towards, uh, I mean local regulators as well as international regulators attitude towards the industry may be much more lax as we go forward. So for the next two, three years or four years, this could be a golden period for Indian pharma and it might be a vital moment for them. So like that, you have to keep building model one after the other and keep buying stocks. Uh, some people are making presentation at today about the uh, agrochemical, global agrochemical contract manufacturing opportunities in India. So all the chemical companies, uh, the global chemical outsourcing uh, opportunities are coming to India and uh, the world is very hungry resources out of India. So some companies are there also. So clearly you have to go one by one, bottom of the studio to build and put in your portfolio. Just make sure that you buy what you understand and the companies with good business and good management. Once these three things are taken care of, I think valuation is important, but uh, I think uh, you'll definitely make one. Yeah, so the yeah. micro, small and medium enterprises sector, the MSME sector, it kind of, it contributes about 30% of India's GDP. Uh, and obviously one of the key drivers of the Indian economy. Uh, however, most of them are now out of action due to the lockdown. Mm. And they are mm. unable to pay their employees and, you know, don't even have the in, uh, enough capital uh, to restart their business. Uh, so what do you think will happen uh, to the, this sector as a whole uh, because of this? And how will that uh, lead to maybe like a contagion uh, effect on the rest of the economy? No, we were hearing, uh, I mean, I'm not a macro guy, but government will stand by. I mean, the government and RBI will definitely stand by. Uh, I think what is more important is the restoration of business. Once the, in a lockdown condition, you cannot figure out who is going to survive, who is going to fail, what will be the fate of it, and what is the health needed. You know, the moment, uh, as I said, this is not designed for, the economy is not designed for lockdown. In fact, the problem is coming from the lockdown rather than the economics of the business. So, uh, if the economics of the business is bad, even in normal times, then, I mean, uh, uh, then there is no solution for that. But uh, if the economics is destroyed by or impacted by uh, lockdown and uh, current uncertainty in the marketplace, then obviously there will be some solution, some credit guarantee, some uh, loan waiver, some moratorium, uh, some subsidy, I mean, all sorts of things will come. It's, I mean, industry associations of respective companies will represent their cases. And uh, I'm sure uh, uh, the ones who have to survive because of 
their own intrinsic uh, strength because if the businesses are stronger uh, strong and uh, there is no alternative then as a group they'll survive uh, but uh, i mean right now we say uh, in lockdown quarantine it is very difficult to think uh, uh, in a state where i'm telling you if your office is shut i mean your your uh, raw materials rotting your inventory is rotting nobody wants to pay there is no demand i mean there is no order with you whatever you have made that is also not getting sold and the summer is passing between this kind of condition is very tough to really think uh, in a straight way so let the whole thing open up i think a lot of things i would think 80 90% of things will fall in place there will be marginal 10 to 15% cases which will really require some kind of attention right i understand sir so so uh, last question for me because these are questions obviously collect from some of our clients and then we'll open up the floor to uh participants uh, attending so uh just the last question uh, from my side uh it, regarding obviously the indian export sector uh, so you know we've had we've heard news of over 50% of the orders uh, that have been cancelled uh because uh, in uh, through the india export sector and there's an expectation of around 1.5 crore job losses uh in this sector uh, obviously there's rising nps also amongst uh, some of these units uh so how will this impact our trade deficit and uh, uh again uh, like you said maybe the government will uh, have to step in here as well to announce some relief for the export sector because there also things look quite uh, Trouble. Yeah, export sector export sector is dependent on uh, the demand abroad. Now, what is happening with our trading partner and the consumers there? That also is a uh, you know kind of an uh, issue. So, I think right now, uh, to in general, you can always say that when the global economy recovers, will also recover, export will also recover. But <clears throat> but individual companies, individual product lines, I mean, uh, the, even the uh, the logistics global logistics i mean now i believe most of the logistics have been restored and uh, it was only uh, at the i mean initial first week or so when the entire local logistics inward and outward were completely suspended but then government realized that so without logistics even essential goods will not reach the consumers and hence the open of the entire logistics i believe movement of goods and uh, Good uh, for domestic consumption as well as global export and all has been smoothened, uh, but since public transport is not on, uh, I think it is creating lot of uh, problems. Somebody was telling me yesterday that uh, how do you export diamond here? Rough diamond or processed diamond, if you want to send, uh, I mean, they, you don't have a chartered flight. You send it by uh, commercial flights in a small packet, and those flights are not happening. So. You know, I mean, those kind of a crazy problem comes, and today uh, the entire world, all the airlines are bankrupt, and I don't know when they will restore the flights normally. So I think it impacts a lot of, uh, apart from the travel and tourism, uh, this uh, big aircraft, continuous movement of the aircraft, they, they carry a lot of cargoes, uh, very high-priced cargoes, uh, essential drugs, GM, uh, GLD, and what not. I mean, everything moves uh, just in time. uh with uh, with the global aviation and that being halted i think there is lot of uh, breakdown in the global supply chain so i think we need to <laughs> we need to be a little more optimistic and wait for the better time we will now begin with the question and answer session 
sir i am gorav i have a query isn't it logical we are looking at so much of uncertainty uh, i think one should square off at least 50% of their equity position and will wait for the correction then buy it again so as an investor i have this query yeah so come the market is very difficult gorav i can tell you this with my experience of 35 40 years i mean i am also Uh, what is called tempted to say what you are saying. It's not a, a difficult thing to say. It is very obvious that why don't we so so much of uncertainty is there. Why don't you when you are out that the that is slowing the marketplace. Why don't we do that and uh, later on everyone tell how and will buy because at that point of time the whole thing in the blue sky and there won't be any uncertainty. Actually, uncertainty is a friend of uncertainty around the economy, around the company, around the businesses. is a friend of a long term investor this is a point of time actually uh, one should be buying it rather than selling out so uh, so and nobody at least i have not been able to time the market correctly whenever i thought market is going to go up it goes down even today like yesterday i thought market is going to go down it went up by 2% today i was thinking that market is going to be easy and then uh, uh, when i woke up uh, Uh, I saw that market is up a percentage. So, uh, so clearly, it is. Uh, I mean, you cannot, uh, you cannot. But it is short-term prediction. See, if you say that uh, India is sunk uh, forever, for a long term, there is no hope for this country. Then it is a different thing. Probably that is more predictable than saying that in three months time I'll be able to get, or one month time I'll be able to get 20% lower price. I'll buy in again, and then again when it comes to nine thousand five hundred or ten thousand, I will sell, and again. So yeah, it's important. It is, it is one thing I realized in 40 years that you cannot time the market. If you don't like it today, you can sell, and uh, you are getting decent price and put and grow. You know, you cut your uh, risk by 50%, and uh, and you can you can be pretty uh, cool about that. But uh, in such a scene, sometimes it becomes very insightful. Even at the top of the market uh, and at the bottom of the market, but. Uh, They're not uh, worth uh, trying out. At least I, I will never time the market. If I, I feel very scared, I will sell and uh, go and deposit in the bank of India fixed deposit, and that's it. This is the next question. Yes, sir. I just wanted to ask you where do you th- think market will be in next ten years, and what are the factors which is going to be lead the market? Ten years much easier to predict. You're not able to catch me, but uh, I think typically. You must you must model five to six years of doubling from the particular depressed levels. It is much easier. India is trading at about uh, India is trading at about 50% of GDP, 52, 53% of GDP. So which is fairly 55% of GDP, which is extremely depressed level. So in normal times, the uh, GDP itself will grow at about 10-11%, and uh, even if it goes to one-time GDP. So making about 12 to 15 percent, even on index level, should not be a problem on 10 year basis. But uh, uh, so I, I would think that uh, you should expect in 10 years four times, three and half to four times in next 10 years, uh, which is about uh, 13 to 15 percent kind of return. And uh, the sectors, I mean, see, uh, I I would bet heavily. I mean, uh, 10 years long period, you'll get one or two opportunities in the sense that. What you buy now will be good for next two five years, and then 
is a lot, lot of reshuffling opportunity I'm telling you. But uh, if you look at today, I think the growth opportunities, quality and growth opportunities are key opportunities. Are what we have seen in the recent past. So you have the consumer, you have the PSSI, you have the insurance, and uh, you have automotive, which are uh, down in dumps right now. So these are sectors where uh, you are going to get uh, most of the opportunities. Then there will be emergence of one of these sectors, like the telecom could be a new player in the block for next four five years. I would definitely put some money. Then uh, pharma is emerging. Within pharma, you have two companies which are uh, pretty good. Rupert uh, Pharma, Global Pharma. So I think you have to build your portfolio like that. Diversified. Uh, In any case, we cannot discuss stocks, so we can broadly give you hints. But I would, I would be a lot more around great companies and consumer com- consumer facing companies. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. So I will go with the next question. Uh, good evening, sir. This is Mandeep Mehta. So I, my question is that. Uh, this time, the uh, uh, the Fed and and Indian markets and all the governments were very prudent and uh, you know gave a stimulus right away. And right now, maybe the upside which we are feeling after the uh, bottom bottoming out of the market, market at thirty one thousand or nine thousand plus level is maybe because of the stimulus uh, provided. Uh, what if uh, you know next three months, six months down the line, like you said, the new normal is going to set uh, the. business will continue but the way to do business would change and stuff so 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 there is a supply side issue there is a demand side issue also people losing jobs salaries being cut and stuff so mm. are these levels sustainable uh, or are these levels just because there's too much money floating around um, how uh, i mean you're also you also mentioned that uh, there is a big gap of what actually the reality is and how the markets are behaving Uh, what do you make out of it? Uh, would we get further opportunity? Would we? I mean, then about the bottom line, the question is, what equity levels to maintain right now? Like somebody asked you, fifty percent equity, or is it seventy percent equity? Let's say you're a long-term player, you have five, seven years kind of uh, clarity in mind to play equity. See, what what should be the level of equity is completely personal choice because uh, there is a lot of volatility involved, and volatility is going to continue. It is not going to die down. Immediately, that's what I said. I mean, I think this is not a 50 days, 60 days problem. It is going to be, uh, I would say, a year or maybe even two years problem. I mean, every day I'm talking to one company or other. Nobody has come out and said that sir, in six months time we'll be back 100%. Everybody is saying that uh, there'll be at least impact of two years. I mean, some of the companies they say that sir, this is completely washout for us. Complete year is of washout because what we lose in the first quarter, we'll be barely able to make up in the uh, rest of the year. Uh, so, uh, lot of I mean, and still the problem is not over. It's not that we are counting the problem, end of the problem, and hence our damage is compa- our uh, damage is known. And now let's see who is doing what. I mean, then we can do the accounting. But today, uh, the problem, uh, the uh, the problem is going on. Uh, the world is disconnected completely. Uh, supply chain is broken. Consumer behavior, nobody knows. I mean, uh, how exactly the new consumer will look or how. How the existing consumer will come back? How much will be people working from home? How much uh, businesses will do from the offices as usual? So, uh, what will be the fiscal conditions? What will be the government's own uh, fiscal situations? Uh, uh, so, right now everybody is so focused on COVID and uh, taking care of the health. I mean, New York, Washington, Paris, everything is just shut down. I mean, I find it very, I mean, it is very depressing. 
uh, and uh, I am not able to think through what is going to be the. So when I see very cautious and equities also, very very cautious. You should not. I mean, I think this Buffett quote that uh, if the world is greedy, you should be fearful, and if the world is fearful, you should be greedy. Yes, but uh, I, in my sense, I'm not seeing enough fear on the street for what is the reality on the ground. Or maybe sitting here, I may be perceiving uh, the problem to be much bigger than what is the problem. But I think there is a problem, and uh, so you got to get into the market very very carefully. Don't put all 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 out uh, into that. And uh, the caution is the main thing. Now, whether you should have fifty percent or seventy percent in the uh, in the stock. Uh, so, if you have hundred percent in the stock, should you cut the position? I think if you are not comfortable taking uh, the volatility, I think this is a different level of the market to cut your position. And uh, so, yes, I mean uh, the risk management at year end, uh, uh, what should be the level of equity is uh, paramount. And within them, what how you package or how you build that portfolio is yet another story. Um, right. So what I, what I get from you is uh, uh, depending on one's own volatility and uh, risk handling, one can choose to be maintain the equity and, and the dry powder with them. And also uh, your your previous talk about 15 minutes ago, you're saying that uh, just look at quality and just focus on uh, consumables uh, and 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 very selective discretionary ones. and stick to quality and maybe this is the time just to save money uh, rather than look at a return and and return will come if you have stuck with the safety yeah and second thing in a keep i so stock market is a million guys a million guys are making money everybody is not comfortable buying uh, expensive quality and expensive content because quality comes with any higher price any any walk of life you buy quality home you buy quality holidays you, you buy anything quality They are expensive. So clearly, uh, no, but some people are there who who believe in only cheapness. I mean, buy cheap and everything else, nothing else matters. So uh, so clearly, I mean, my style is buy quality and grow at reasonable price. So I'm telling, I'm coming from that particular school of thought process. So you have to also see what is your thought process, and accordingly you build your portfolio. There is no right way or wrong way. So long as it makes money in the market, you're right. Right, sir. And sir, you also mentioned putting something in uh, ETF, Nasdaq ETF, and uh, Motilal yeah. Oswal also have an ETF. So you are saying that yeah. a portion of allocation can go over a period of time in in, in that kind of ETF as well. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense yeah. to diversify. Yeah, because this technology is very global. So the point is, you don't have an Indian technology or American technology. Every time when you use something, you have to literally ask from which country this banking is coming. So uh, they are very global. It's fresh like fire. So you have to buy global technology companies, and that is being represented in Nasdaq uh, uh, as an index. So uh, if you think that technology has a future and a brighter future in next five, ten years, fifteen years, which I think so, one one can buy without bothering about the name. You can buy an index itself. Right, sir. Thank you for your inputs. I uh, will go with the next question. Good evening, sir. This is Anand Kumani. So, is this the right time to enter into pharma stocks, or is it already too late? Uh, I'm not the right guy because uh, pharma is very individual names, you know. Uh, see, you'll not get hurt badly because uh, uh, pharma was not in great in general. Pharma, pharma was not in great shape because of the US FDA uh, strictures on most of the plants, uh, which is now changing. The permissions are coming through, so. 
you look at the bigger genetic companies they are in a literally they are in one third or 50-60% below their all-time high before COVID. So they have gained some pace right now. Uh, but it all depends on which company you are talking about. I mean, every, uh, there are some companies which are very domestic focused. So they have different dynamics. Some companies are uh, uh, export focused. And some companies are both 50-50 types. So pharma is one thing which is not a generic call. Like I can say about telecom, okay, telecom prospects are good. But so you cannot say about the pharma. But pharma has the tailwind, and India could uh, be uh, some kind of a pharmacy to the world. So I would think that uh, it's a good time to uh, look at pharma. So in the multi-cap uh, scheme, Motilal also also there's no pharma company. Any reason for that? No, what he did, uh, the portfolio manager said we are dealing him other day, why you don't have any pharma and why you don't buy it now. So he was saying that he consciously chose between the pharma and consumer. So he shifted all the pharma allocation to the consumer allocation. So if you see the consumer allocation into Britannia and uh, Beaver and uh, and uh, Asian Paints, and those he has increased. So clearly he has uh, arbitrage between pharma and consumer. Okay, so thanks a lot, sir. The last question we have is... Sir, this is uh, Mahesh Radhwa. In current financial, what will be the impact on GDP and EPS of Sensex earning companies? Yeah. So, 2021 is a uh, uh, wild uh, kind of a year. In the sense that uh, there will be huge things. And uh, uh, I don't know, I'm not, I have yet not received anything which is intelligent. In the sense that, uh, uh, actually nobody knows. To build an earnings model for the entire 30 companies for Sensex is going to be very tough at this juncture. So let the lockdown be over, let it be lifted, and let uh, even the worldwide lockdown be effective because ultimately everybody is part of the supply chain. So the impacts are going to be all over through export, import, commodity prices, oil prices, uh, chemical prices, your logistic costs. Your con- I think the biggest thing is the consumer behavior. Who knows? how the consumer will act once they come out of the home. So there is no very reliable way of looking at it. What will be the conditions of your NDSEs, banks, what kind of credit availability will be there, what will be the interest rate. So I think 20, 2021 is all over. The sense that if somebody it finally turns out to be 30% lower earning for a year, I won't be surprised. But I don't think there will be any growth for sure. I mean, if you are able to repeat 20 and 21, there will be fabulous job. But most likely it is going to be quite a deep cut. Quite a deep cut. Thank you so much yeah, for taking the time out. Uh, and I'd like to thank all uh, our clients, our staff, uh, and all participants on the call for uh, attending this uh, uh, call. We'll be having another one uh, next week. Uh, thank you again for joining so much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Ramdaji. Thank you so much. Sher Khan's in-house research desk may or may not subscribe to the same views and may have different recommendations to offer. Statistics mentioned during the session have not been verified by Sher Khan. This conversation is for educational purposes only. The information and views shared herein is not intended to be and must not in isolation be taken as the basis for an investment decision.